poso maoni wiak wai wanen kitanani mua e yoski pietaya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast e yospis pietaya posnapi notaman and he seek him a cut, kihi. Welcome to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast with your host, Gary Dodge. And Sheena Wapoos. On this episode, we again have Vaughn Bowles, the Public Information Specialist for the Incident Command Center for the Menominee Tribe, and he is here to again speak on the COVID-19 situation. Um, So we asked for questions from the community uh, for Vaughn, and we got a couple of those, so um, let's just get right into it. Um, so the first question is, if a person is infected with the virus, can they only get it once? So that's a great question. And I'm going to give you a firm maybe. <laughs> the reason for that is science takes a while. And so uh, it really needs to be determined through multiple sources whether or not someone can be reinfected. What we do know right now is that the virus is mutated, just like any virus. There are two versions of COVID out there right now. They call them S and L really doesn't mean much. You're going to get sick either way if you catch them. Um, And so they're thinking that individuals may be picking up the other strain of the virus, just like every year we have to get a flu shot because the flu virus mutates. Same thing with COVID. We may be getting just another strain of it um, for people that are getting reinfected, which is pretty low, about 2 to 3%. Not a lot of people but enough to, to make people worried. So the answer is maybe right now uh, they'll have more updates on that as they're able to run more tests on people. And then another question, uh, can we possibly get a hotline going for elders or disabled community members that may need something? So right now for the elders or the disabled community members, uh, we recommend that they call the uh, Elders and Aging Department stuff for services. Um, that number is 715-799-5240. Uh, from there, they'll be transferred to an elders benefit specialist, and they can discuss the specifics of you know what they need, where they're living at, and, and how they can be helped. Um, if they want information, though, they can uh, they can also go to the tribe's line. They have a line uh, 715-799-7000. Um, option five, you get to listen to my melodious voice again um, to get a little couple-minute update about COVID-19 and stuff. Okay. Um, third question is, is it okay for grand- grandchildren to visit their elderly grandparents? That is such a hard question. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give you a personal example on this. So my family and I had saved for several years, actually, to go visit members of my family that live out west. Um, and when this started becoming an issue and when we first heard about it, we really strongly considered – Um, what we were going to do because we knew the family members we were visiting had a lot of underlying health conditions that COVID-19 does not respond well to. One of my family members has cancer. Another has heart conditions. Um, Both of them have diabetes. So um, we actually, we canceled that trip. It was really painful because one, it was going to cost a lot of money and we already paid for it. Two, because we just weren't going to be able to see family. Um, And at the time, we were really conflicted, but seeing how it's it, the COVID virus is reacting with the elderly patients, we felt we did the right thing. 
Um, my girls were completely bummed out during spring break because they couldn't visit their grandparents that were locally. We, we strongly encourage that people, you know, respect that social distance and, and stay at home to stay healthy at this time. And, and yes, it means you may miss loved ones, but for long-term health benefits, we'd recommend that you postpone those visits until another time. What length of time uh, does the virus stay on the surfaces, and is there any difference on that length depending on the what the surface is, like cardboard or plastic? So that's, that's kind of like our first question. That's something they're still working on determining. Um, they've found that it does live for different amounts of time, or it's viable for different amounts of time on different surfaces, um, usually on things like cloth. Um, it's, it stays the least um, and is destroyed sooner. Um, it stays longer on things that are kind of porous, like cardboard and are, are dry. Um, things like steel and, you know, slate and cabinetry and stone and, and cabinet tops, that's where it lives the longest. They're not really sure how long that window is. Um, depending on the studies right now, it's anywhere from three days to nine days, which is a huge range. Um, and so they're still trying to determine what the actual specifics are and if it you know, changes from strain to virus to lab conditions and stuff. So, yes, it does live for different amounts of time on different surfaces. They're not totally sure how long those time frames are. They are pretty certain that it remains in the air for about three hours, though. That's pretty pretty well confirmed at this point. And that's why they ask people to keep six feet between them when they're carrying on conversations. Um, <clears throat> so what is the tribe doing to protect the community from people who are coming from quote, hotspot areas? So there are a couple things the tribe is attempting to do right now. If they're talking about people that are coming back from, say, road trips or vacations or things like that, they're asking that individuals that have been in, in hotspot areas self-quarantine. And again, quarantine is when you, you remove yourself, you don't have symptoms, but you stay out of the way of other individuals and you keep yourself um, isolated or shut away, so or until you exhibit uh, symptoms and stuff. They recommend 14 days right now. They find that's that's about the the maximum length for uh, infected or people that have come into contact with the virus to start exhibiting symptoms. It's usually a little sooner than that, but they recommend that people, you know, step away from work, step away from family members, and isolate themselves. Again, not fun, not entertaining, but it's for the long term health benefit of of you know the community. As far as what the tribe is doing, they're working on, or they have identified a lot of their, what they call essential and non-essential uh, departments and resources. Um, when we say essential, um, we're talking safety and, and you know, the things you need to live. Essentially, um, food, shelter, and medical treatment. Um, in this case, uh, they, they want members to kind of refrain from going to the tribal... Um, on offices, there we go, uh, <laughs> unless it's an urgent matter. And they, they have some protocol and stuff if you do need to contact, uh, you know, your various departments. They want you to call ahead um, so people know that you're coming, especially if you have symptoms at the time. They need to take precautions with using masks and appropriate protective wear. Um, they also want you to do as much business as you can by phone. It's hard to transfer a virus over the phone. We haven't found a way to do that yet. So we talk to people and ask them to call ahead or email. Same thing with email. It's hard to get viruses. They're totally different. We can't get a computer virus yet. So 
we do that. Um, we also ask um, that they uh, up, uh, appear at appointed times and stuff. You make appointments and stuff. Try to be on time as far as that goes. Um, and also, you know, come in only if it's urgent. Um, there are going to be a few tribal buildings that will be open. They include like the tribal headquarters where the tribal administration office is, um, the human resource or the, the FIC building, FIC, um, the law enforcement centers, tribal courts, housing, the tribal clinics, food distribution, and Manasake yards. Basically, again, food and safety. Um, then there, for the buildings that they've considered non-essential, basically all those buildings we didn't list, um, so, you know, things like the tribal rec center and things like that, uh, they won't have any public access and they're going to have a skeleton staff on hand. They're going to get as few people together as possible. Try to make that transmission of virus as low as possible. Um, and then uh, for those employees that won't be in their regular offices, they're going to be asked to work remotely or they'll be given time off. We want to let everyone know they're still going to be paid if they're a tribal employee. And we don't want you to believe some of the rumors that might be out there on Facebook, um, especially those that are based off what other tribes are doing. Um, that's not going to apply to us. We're going to try to take care of our people as long as we can. Okay, so what is the tribe doing about people traveling back from college, elders coming back from warmer states to be with family, or people currently on road trips? Again, that's that's a self-isolation thing. And that's part of the reason why, like, the, the schools are shutting down at this time because people, some people did not cancel travel plans, and that's fine. That's their personal choice. And so, you know, to, to minimize any sort of transfer that might happen, um, we've asked them to quarantine. We've shut down those non-essential facilities like we can. And we're trying to keep everyone as separated as possible, yet provide and make sure they're taken care of at the same time. Okay, great. Is there any other information from the tribe that you would like to include at this time? So one other uh, piece of information that we're looking at right now is there are approximately 17 cases in the different Native American tribes across the country that have active COVID-19 cases. One of them that is, is very close to heart is uh, a 17-year-old young man of the Bad River tribe actually has an active case right now. So this just goes to show that you know, the COVID-19 virus doesn't just affect elders. It affects the youth and it, you know, can damage their lungs um, for their entire life. And so it's important to, to maintain um, awareness of what's going on in your situation and try to keep yourself as, as you know, healthy as possible, washing hands and, and eating healthy and sleeping. Getting sleep is critical at this time because that'll help your immune system fight off any sort of issue that's, that's currently trying to invade your body. Uh, if you have questions, feel free to email us um, and please talk calmly to people. We're trying our best and we want to help as much as possible. So thank you for your patience um, and helping out during the situation, being responsible for maintaining your own health and taking care of your family members. Great. Thanks, Vaughn. Uh, Why Wenin for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab and make sure to follow us on Facebook at MITW Podcast.